Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 318318. How are you doing? How are you doing, you bastards? Uh, before we get started, I just want to say a very, very uh, big thank you to everybody. Uh, uh, the last episode was very, very popular, and uh, thank you very much for uh, listening to it, and thank you very much for you know, telling people about it. I appreciate it. Thank you for your kind words. I really, really appreciate it. Once again, you bastards. <laughs> okay. Now, you know, sometimes I do this program and uh, uh, I usually have something that I wanted to talk about or I even have something scripted out or something along that line. And then something during the course of the day or the week uh, will happen and will make me completely scrap the episode and change what I'm going to talk about. Well, my friends, it happened again today, and I'll be honest with you, I'm a little embarrassed by uh, uh, by it because, uh, you know, sometimes you, you take pride in certain things. It may not even be big things that you're taking pride in, but you take pride in them nonetheless. Like I had gone a long period of time without locking myself out of the car. I had gone a long period of time without doing, a, you know, without forgetting to lock my door and gone a long period of time without these things happening. And uh, I did not forget to lock my door. Uh, recently <laughs> and uh i have not locked myself out of my car recently but it but the thing about it is here's here's what i'm saying i tend to have uh i tend to, to automate certain things that i do and what i mean by that is i'll have certain rituals that i will um, i will use to make sure that certain mistakes don't happen you know um, for example when I get out of my car, I do what I like to refer to as a pat around. And what I do is I pat my back pocket so I know where my wallet is. I, I pat my front right pocket so I know where my phone is. I pat my front left pocket so I know where my keys are. And I pat my chest because that's usually where my sunglasses are. And I know if I do a four pats and as there's a product in each pat, then I know that I haven't left anything in the car and I know I can walk away. Now, I didn't really tell anyone about this, but of course, you know, when if you're around me a lot and you notice that every time I get out of the car, when I know I'm leaving the car for a while, I do that quick pat around. Bup, 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 bup. And at first, no one really noticed it, but then my friends started noticing it. And of course, being uh, my friends, they, of course, ruthlessly made fun of me, <laughs> which is really not that big a deal. You know, you get out of the car and your friends are going, yo, man, um. Is there any reason why you keep feeling yourself up every time you get out of the car? I mean, do you need to be alone with yourself or something? Huh? You need a cigarette when you when you finish feeling yourself up, huh? Huh? Is that why you don't have a girlfriend right now? You satisfying yourself every time you get out of the car, you nasty bastard. But as it turns out, every last one of those dopes has locked themselves out of their car on many occasions. Oh yeah. And I noticed that when I noticed that when whenever one of them would not ridicule me for my little ritual, I would go, I would look at them. And at some point during the course of that day, I would find out that recently that bastard had lost his key, locked his keys in the car. And I didn't ridicule them back for that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't because, well, like I said, I like to automate those things. And the one time, the one time I didn't do the pat around, the one time, one time, one time I didn't do the pat around. What do you think happened exactly? I get out of the car and because I was still in my mind thinking about those jerks ridiculing me for feeling myself up, a.k.a. patting myself around to make sure I had everything. I didn't pat anything. I just closed the door and walked into a place where I was going to get 
a little bit of a sandwich and a little bit of a drink. I went in to get my green tea and I got a turkey bacon BLT. You damn right. I'm walking back to the car and I'm contemplating the deliciousness of my turkey bacon BLT with fried onions and light ketchup. And the deliciousness of my green tea with, you know, lemon. Oh, yeah. I walk towards the car, and as I'm walking towards the car, I'm about to cross the street. I'm in the middle of the street. I'm walking towards the car. I put my hand in my back pocket. There's my wallet. Of course, there's my wallet. I just pay for the sandwich. Of course, the wallet's there. There's my phone. Of course, the phone's there. I knew the phone was there. Somebody called me while I was making my order, but I didn't answer, and I didn't I didn't pay attention to the vibrating of the phone, but obviously, the phone's there. I pat my chest. Of course, the sunglasses are there. I'm about to put the sunglasses on. I pat my left pocket, and I'll have to, oh, no. Now I'm thinking, wait a minute, uh, just be, obviously I have the keys. I'm not an idiot, you know, <laughs> so obviously the keys obviously are in my back pocket. So I'm just going to reach back there and then nope, they're done. I'm not there. OK, I'm not going to look down. I'm I'm going to hope for the best. I'm sure they're attached to my belt. There's a there's a hook on the keys. Maybe I hook the keys to my belt front. Check the front. Check the front. No, I'm going to check my jacket pockets. Maybe I'm pretty sure maybe if they're not there, they've got to be in the jacket pocket. Right. <laughs> they were not. And what do I do? I walk over to the car, I look in the car window, <laughs> and they're there on the floor. Oh, no. Now, what do I have to do? I have to call a friend of mine to go into the house and get the key, the emergency key from the house, go into my house and go get the key and lock the house and come back to me with the key, which means I can't just gloss over this. I can't hide from the fact that I locked myself out of my car after giving them a hard time and talking about how important it was to pat around. Oh, no. And my friend pulls up and I'm looking at my friend pull up and I see the look on his face, the self-congratulatory gotcha look on his face, the kind of look a person would have on their face if they caught you doing something worse. It was just a key thing. But this bastard's looking at me like, ha ha, gotcha bastard. Now, he already gave me the look like I got you. Ha ha ha. And you would think that would be enough, right? Ha <laughs> ha. Wrong. These are my friends. These merciless bastards. He gets out of the car and walks up to me. And instead of giving me my keys, he tries to stri strike up a conversation as if they're like, like I hadn't called him because I was stuck outside. So how's it going? All right. It's going all right. You got my. So anyway, uh. You like that game? Uh, 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 another nonsense? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 whatever, dude. And another more, more bull crap that has nothing to do with the keys. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, dude, I was wondering. And another thing. Hey, dude. Can I get my keys? What keys? Stop trying to be funny. I'm not being funny. Seriously, I just happen to be driving down the street for no particular reason. I definitely don't have any keys for you. Do I have to go get some keys? <sighs> Am I going to have to? Am I going to have to choke slam you outside? And then he starts laughing. And he walks back to the car to get it, to get the keys. And he gives me the keys. And I said, thanks, man. I shake his hand. And he's walking away. And you can tell by the way a person walks away from you. that He had the I now have am and ammunition to destroy you. Walk away. You ever have a fight with your girlfriend, right? Or your wife, Right. And, you know, damn well, you lost the damn argument. Not only did you lose the argument, you lost the argument badly. And not only did you lose the argument badly, this loss is actually giving her ammunition to win five more fights in the future. And you realize, oh, no, I just handed her five grenades to lob at me in an argument in the future. And I'm not going to win those particular five arguments. I may win the other arguments, but there's going to be five arguments I can possibly.
possibly win because I gave her the grenade. Well, this bastard now had a grenade. This bastard now had a grenade. And I was waiting for him to launch the grenade. And that bastard didn't launch the grenade at all. At least not right away, that bastard. I'm driving these losers around, these dudes that I love like brothers. I'm driving these jackasses around. And he didn't say anything about the keys. Oh, no, he didn't say anything about the keys. I'm just looking in the rearview mirror and I'm looking at this jackass looking at me like, I got you, you bastard. I got you. I'm not going to tell you when you're going to get it, but you know you're going to get it. Or maybe you don't know you're going to get it. And I'm looking in the rearview mirror and everybody else is having a regular conversation and laughing and joking and having a good time. And he's also laughing and joking and having a good time. But at the same time I can see him looking at me trying to let me get me all nervous about when he's going to launch this grenade because I know as merciless as my friends can be when nothing is wrong it's complete destruction if you actually did do something wrong or get caught doing something yes they did oh that bastard I can see right now this bass is going to pull that same crap on me that Kevin Hart's friend pulled on him allegedly where he tried to blackmail him because of the affair well I didn't have an affair and there's no you can't blackmail me with this but you can black you can you can hang it over my head he knows he's just waiting for me to tease him about something so he can go oh yeah you lost your keys ha 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 he's waiting for it but i ain't gonna give it to him he's looking in the rearview mirror and I'm, he's looking at me in the rearview mirror and i'm looking at him and he's looking at me and i'm looking at him and he's looking at me and all i can hear is that's the dual music from the good the bad and the ugly I know what he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I know he wants to launch. He wants to launch this bit so bad and break my balls. But I got news for you. We pull up to our destination. Right. And I know he's waiting to fire that grenade. I can actually see him put his finger in the proverbial grenade. He's about to launch the grenade. I do the pat around my friends. The other friends are starting to launch and you look like a douchebag feeling yourself up. And I can see him opening his mouth in slow motion. And I turn around and I go to them. I had to pat around because the other day I locked myself out of the car and this loser right here had to bring the car keys to me. And they're laying there like, ah, ha, 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 but it wasn't. And I saw him pull the pin on that grenade and he found out that that grenade, that tease grenade was a damn dud. Why? Because I beat him to the punch, punk. You're damn right. But that's just one thing that happens, right? That's just one thing. That's just one thing. It's not the, that, that, but that's not even the worst thing. That's just teasing. The worst thing that happened was, and that's why I always have these rituals. And the worst thing that happened is, and I'm embarrassed. I'm more embarrassed about this than I am about the damn uh, getting locked out of the car. And this is this is, and it's worse because this actually cost me some money. You know, you when you walk when you watch people walk down the street with their cell phones and they have their Beats by Dre headphones or their whatever you know whatever the the name brand headphones and they spend a truckload of bread on these headphones because they want the sound to be perfect and double perfect and quadruple perfect and incredible perfect and all of that crap. And I look at these jackasses and I'm going, why do you spend all that money on your headphones so somebody can walk up behind you and crack you in the head and take your headphones? Why? 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 And when the headphone costs that much, they should all they should just rename them. Crack me in the back of the headphones because there's a chance you're going to get cracked in the back of the head and somebody's going to take your headphones also 
when I get headphones, I only spend like five bucks on my headphones. I know you think I'm cheap and I think you should shut up. <laughs> but I get my I get my headphones from five below <coughs> or dollar or whatever. And they sound good enough. Right. I'm not spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on some headphones. So my songs will sound 50 times better in the street. If I buy those kind of headphones, them suckers are going to be hanging on a hook in my house where it's nice and safe. And I can actually walk around the house or lay in a chair or lean back in a chair or lay in the bed and listen to my music and not have to worry about some jackass walking up behind me and cracking me in my head to take my headphones. You're damn right. Nobody's going to crack a guy in the head for five dollar headphones. And if they do, they're a supreme loser. But I always got the five dollar headphones, man. And I and I have a friend of mine had these expensive headphones and I put them on. And yes, they were a billion times better. Very immersive. Awesome headphones. And I went, I'm still not spending that amount of money on headphones, but I'm going to spend some money on headphones. It's not going to be five bucks. It's not going to be a zillion dollars like that jackass has. But it's going to be, you know, not expensive enough that it hurts the bottom line. Not expensive enough where it's going to. I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Expensive enough where I am going to make sure they're put in a nice place. I'm going to roll them up carefully and put them on the desk, roll them up carefully, hang them on the wall roll them up carefully put them in my pockets so when I'm walking down the street it'll look like I have cheap headphones but they won't be cheap headphones and it was great it was worth it I mean why not treat yourself sometimes right treat yourself sometimes right especially if you take care of stuff the way I take care of stuff and everybody knows how I brag about how I take care of my electronics I brag about how I take care of my electronics and there's there's facts to back it up my stuff lasts a long time because I take good care of it And I made it a point to have a ritual to make sure that my headphones go right in the and roll up really carefully. I don't want to put any tension on the, on the wire. I know they're better earphones because I spent a little money on them, but I want to make sure they're taken care of. And I put them in my pocket when I'm walking down the street. Then I pull them right out. Then I put them on in. I listen to the jams and everything's great. Everything's fantastic. And I had a ritual to protect those earphones. But one day I did not do the ritual to protect the earphones, the headphones. No, I didn't do that. I put them in my pocket and I didn't do the rest of it. And I took the pants off and I switched pants and I changed clothes and I put the pants in the, in the, in the hamper. And it was a, it was a situation where I didn't I wouldn't be taking my headphones in the first place. So I didn't miss them. And then I forgot all about the headphones. I forgot where they were. I was going about my business and what did I do? Oh no. What did I do? I repeat. Oh no. The pants they were in. I forgot they were in the pants. And the pants were in the hamper. And I took the whole hamper worth of clothes and did what a good person does. I put them in the washing machine. I put the detergent pot in the washing machine. I set the temperature and the thing and the that and the this and that to make it the best. I turn on the wash pep and it goes through the cycle. And then I take it out and I put it in the dryer and everything's great. And I take out my clothes and I'm folding up the shirt. I fold this shirt. I fold that shirt. I fold these socks. I fold the drawers. Yeah, I fold my drawers. Don't judge me. And I fold on this and fold on that and I fold the socks and I fold the pants and what is this lump in the pants what the hell is this oh no what was the lump in the pants my friend my headphones I take them out of the pants I looked at them and I knew something was wrong also they had been through the washer and dryer so even if I didn't look at them something was wrong 
I take the headphones and I go to the little speaker. You know, the speaker that's on the side course. You can use it when you talk on the phone. I click into the phone. I don't even want to put the earphones to my ear because I, I just want to learn about this as slowly as possible because I know what I'm going to have. But it's going to break my heart if there's something wrong with these headphones. I talk into the little speaker. I see the sound waves on my phone, which means the speaker works. Ooh, good sign. Yeah. I put one of the headphones in my ear, just one, not both. Like I said, I want to unfurl this information slowly. There might be a heartbreak waiting for me. There might be a heartbreak waiting for me. I put it in the ear and everything sounds pretty good. Cool. I take the other earphone and put it in the other ear. That's what the music sounds like. And the other, and the other earphone is like, mm-hmm, music, music, incredible, fantastic, great singing, great range, fantastic. This is be, this is exactly what, the, what how they sounded before. You dumbass. Let them go in the washing machine and the dryer. This is incredible. This is great. And then go back to the other. Dumbass. You wasted your money, you stupid fool. And funny enough, the earphones actually said those words. <laughs> no, they did not. And of course, I go and get and run into my friends and they're looking at my headphones and they're going, happened to them earphones, man. What you do? Lose them? Huh? You dumb bastard, huh? You get locked out of your car and you lost your headphones. What a bad week for you. <laughs> I said, no, I, I watched them. You watched them, you dumb bastard. <laughs> so there's three hours of that, those bastards. So. That's why what I do now, and I and I suggest you do the same thing. I know people may think you look crazy, but I double and quadruple, I double and triple check my doors before I leave. I do the pat around when I get into my car to make sure to, when I leave my car, I should say to make sure that I have my headphones and everything. And then and now because I do that, I have not been locked out of my car. I have my head, my new headphones are good, my earphones are good, and my phone's fine, and my door's not unlocked. Okay, I'm going to now tell you the truth. One time I forgot to lock the door. Don't judge me, you bastards. It was the same thing. I didn't double and triple check the lock. I just went and ran out the door, went to the club, did the shows. Bop, bump, bop, da 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 boop Scooby-dee-bop-bop-de-boop-boop-boop. Came home and all of a sudden I realized, wait a second. When I opened the door, the door was not locked. Wait a minute, the door is not locked. I know I locked the door. Do I know I locked the door? Did I lock the door? I don't know if I locked the door. Oh, no. So I run back to the car. I get the club off the steering wheel. I take it apart like nunchucks. I walk into the house like Bruce Lee, which was really weird because I took off my shirt and I cut myself across the chest three times like in the end of Enter the Dragon. And then I jumped and kicked a dude in the throat like in Enter the Dragon. <laughs> that did not happen. I walk around the house. I got the club in my hand. I'm going. I'm opening up the doors like I'm in, uh, like I'm in Law and Order SVU. Anybody in there? Come out! And then I find out that there's nothing there. And I'm fine. And it was me that didn't lock the door. My fault. My friends don't know about it. Oh crap! They listen to the show. Now they do. See what I do for you, bastard army. I humiliate myself because this is going to be put up later on today. And by tomorrow, douchebags will be calling me on my cell phone. You dumb bastard, you like somebody else. <laughs> and I got to listen to that crap. That's the kind of sacrifice I make for you bastards. So what I'm saying, my friends, is 
there's a lot of things that you do when you you got to create a ritual that erases the stupid mistakes that we all make. You got to erase those stupid mistakes. You know, you've lost your keys before. You know, you've been locked out of your car before. You know, you've driven away and you're a half an hour away from your house and you're wondering if you lock the door. You're wondering if you if you unplug the iron. All you got to do is create a ritual, a ritual that you do all the time to the point where it comes on autopilot, where you don't even have to worry about whether or not you you did those things right that's all i'm saying that's that's all i'm saying my friends you know and like i said i wasn't supposed to be talking about this on on the show today but i wanted i wanted to impart that upon you after your friends find a ritual that saves you uh the problems of uh, having to deal with that crap all right now on to what i was actually going to talk about <laughs> okay um, I have my head shaved. If you're following me on social media, you know that my head is shaved right now. My face is shaved and I look quite a bit younger with my face and head shaved than I do with uh, hair on my face and head because I have a lot of gray hair and I've had a lot of gray hair. I'm 49. I've had gray hair for 20 years, almost not this much, but it's been enough to notice. Right. And I don't care, you know, um, but I did notice that whenever I don't shave my head, if I don't shave my head and I don't shave my face, I virtually never get pulled over. I'm talking about never get pulled over. Police officers look at me, that old bastard, never mind that old bastard. Hey, let's pull that guy over there and roll down the window. You old bastard, bye. But of course, I shaved my head yesterday and my face. And what happened today? Woo! Now, I hadn't committed it. I mean, I hadn't didn't done anything wrong. I was driving at the speed limit, which I usually do, especially when I'm not, you know, I'm not in a hurry. Right. I didn't. I stopped at all stop signs. I didn't make any illegal turns. And yet there's a police officer behind me following me for some reason. Why is that? And I'm going, wait a minute. Don't just assume that the police officer is following you. The police officer could just be going in this particular direction. But it's not all about you, punk. Stop thinking that everybody's a, that this guy is after you. I make a right turn. The police car also makes a right turn. Not a big deal, man. It could be making a, the same kind of place. They could be doing this, going to the same place virtually that you're going. You never know. They might be going in the same direction. Don't be so paranoid. I make a left turn. They make a left turn. And if you've ever had police follow you around, you know that I like they have what I like to call to check them out distance. If the police officers aren't paying attention to you and haven't even considered pulling you over, they drive close to you like other cars do. Right. Because they're not paying attention to you. You're just another car on the road. But if they're half a block behind and they keep making turns whenever you turn and they're half a block behind, you are going to get pulled over. They're going to find a reason to pull you over. I'm telling you now, your punk ass is getting pulled over. And I had a feeling I was going to get pulled over. I was waiting for it. This is not my first rodeo. <laughs> I told you about the time. Like I have uh, friends that used to be in certain law enforcement things. And I want to get any more specific to that. Some are tired and some are still working. And they sometimes what they'll do is from what I from what I was told is if they want to someone looks a little bit suspicious to them for whatever reason, 
they want to find probable cause to pull you over. And it could be and, it, and what they'll use, they'll use something very, very minor as an excuse to pull you over. And, and they'll pick something minor as an excuse to pull you over, because then if they pull you over and you're not uh, the suspicious person, they pull you over and you're just a regular citizen and they made a mistake in pulling you over, then they can just go, OK, you can go about your way. Right. They, they give they, they get uh, they, they get they have plausible deniability built into it so they can pull you over if they want to based on a minor infraction that they would normally ignore. Right. And that way they hit the jackpot. If they pull you over and it turns out you're some jackass who just robbed the bank or some crap, or you got warrants, that's your ass. And they had a legitimate reason to pull you over. I got pulled over for not legitimate reason the last time when I didn't shave my head the last time. They pulled me over because uh, my taillight was broken. Well, my taillight wasn't broken. And when he took my license and registration and ran me, he realized I don't have any tickets. I've never been arrested. Nothing, nothing, bomb, and everything's clean. And insurance in my name and the car, but the bap, and everything's cool, bop, bop, de bop. And he just handed the paperwork back. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, uh, your lights, uh, uh, all your lights. Uh. And also, it didn't hurt that I have a dash cam. So if he was going to say I ran the stoplight, which I'm pretty sure he was going to say, Ran a stop sign, not stop light, but stop sign, which I didn't, by the way. I never do that because I don't like, you know, to get T-boned by cars. He saw the dash cam and he was like, ah, crap. And he just gave me my crap back. Now we're going to forget that and go back to today. Now, as it turns out, this time, my uh, my left brake light was out. Right. But here's the thing. I was driving through a really tough neighborhood. I was trying to make a quick cut to get out, of, you know, get out of the area so I can go back home and get back home as quickly as possible. So I cut through a really tough area. OK. And in this particular area, if you're a police officer, you literally could drive down the block and there's a crime happening. OK. Um, <laughs> it's like when they say in football, you, when you watch a football game, you, you, you ever just watch a football game and you, what you see is an official make a really, really boneheaded call or a call that under normal circumstances they wouldn't call or they'll call a holding call with three seconds left on the clock and give a team another chance to throw the to throw to, to kick a field goal or they won't call something when they should have been called like the quarterback gets stabbed with a with a, with a, with a hunting knife and they're going, they how are you going to bring a hunting knife on the field? Oh, I'm sorry, I missed the hunting knife. The guy actually said, hey, I'm going to go stab that quarterback with a hunting knife. I did not hear that. He actually said, hey, official, watch this. I'm going to stab this quarterback with a hunting knife. He was not talking to me. He was talking to you. I didn't see him. You know what I'm talking about. And the guys who were commentators would literally say things like, you know, they really should let these guys play. I mean, this is the last two minutes of a football game. You can't call ticky-tack holding calls with two minutes left to go in a playoff game. They got to let these guys play. Well, you know, Bill, you're, you're right about that. I mean, they could literally call a holding call on every play if they want to. They really could. If you look at if you look at the offensive line, there's always somebody holding. They technically could. Sometimes they let them play and sometimes they let them don't. Some, you know, what happened is the, the league office probably, I think the league office told them to, 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 to keep the ease up on the holding calls because they're ruining the game which means the officials can actually see holding and decide not to call it or they can see holding and decide to call it well police officers have a very very similar level of discretion right I was driving around and I knew my tail light, my uh, left uh, brake light was out. I even had the replacement brake light sitting in the car with me right in my visor I was going to take I was going to take care of it when I got home and I went past several. Keep in mind, like I said, this is a very tough area that I'm driving through. So several police cars were behind me. Several police cars saw me. Several police cars. Several, several, several. 
But this one decided to follow me around. Left turn. There he is. Right turn. There he is. I'm driving down the street. I'm not even speeding. I stopped. And I'm going, here's the Christmas lights. I pull over. I turn off my car. And I know this is complete horse crap. I'm sitting there going, you know, daggone well, you normally don't pay. And I didn't say this to them because uh, let's be honest, I'm, I don't know whether or not these are going to, you know, what's going on here with the police officers. I don't know what kind of cop I was coming up, coming up. It's like a regular cop that's just trying to check some stuff out, which is annoying anyway. I'll be out of here real quick. And if it's a bad cop, I'm not giving them any opportunity to make me a hashtag, if you understand what I'm saying. So as it turns out, it's two cops. They come up to the car and the guy goes, oh, uh, you know, your brake lights out, right? Your brake light is out. And I go, yep. And I reach up into my visor and I show him the lights. And he looked at me like, oh. Uh, and he goes, oh, yeah, license and registration. I said, yep. Hand him the license registration. Uh, this is your car? Yes, it is. Everything's in your name? Yep. Okay. Uh. Now, I, what happens? I look to my right and the cop that came up with him, I don't know what look he shot across the top of the car to the other cop. The other cop, the second police officer, looked, looked at him like, like, why, why are you wasting time with this bull? And walked back to the car and didn't even look at me. I was sitting in the car the way an angry spouse sits in the car when you're talking too long with your friends and you promise to take them home. <laughs> you know that look? Like I'm going to say wives in this case because I'm a, I'm a dude and I date women. But women, you know what I'm talking about. Your husband wants to go home. He, and, and right, and he, he, he thinks she's just about to get the hell out of the party. He's just like, okay, we're almost out of here. And then you run across somebody and, you, and you're going to say goodbye. And he's looking at you like, okay, well, she's going to say goodbye. This is not going to take long. And then she notices both ladies, his wife and the lady he, his wife is talking to, put their purses and phones down. And you look at the guy in the car and he's got this look like, oh. Oh, dude, what is she doing? Let's just get out of here. Why is she doing this? And I've been there before. I was there with my girlfriend and I'm about to leave and I'm sitting there thinking. And I wasn't even thinking about the fact that I was going to jump on top of her because we had been going together for a while. So I was going to if I didn't jump on top of her tonight, it would be some other night. You know, it was cool. I just wanted to get the hell out of there because I was tired and I wanted to go home. Right. And that's what happens. And she puts the. Oh. And that's what that officer looked like. He's like, you pull over a guy who's got all his paperwork because of some stupid brake light. And he actually has the brake light in his car to fix it. So it's like basically you just pulled over a guy. And the cop that already took my license and registration. And he's like, let me go through this horse crap of acting like I'm going to run his tags. And he goes to the he goes back to the <laughs> he goes back to the van. And you know how long they sit there, even if you're completely clean, they let you they let you sit there for a while. And, they, you know, it, it, <laughs> but this guy, he went back to the van. This is how long he was in the van with my stuff. It took this is the amount of time. It's the amount of time it takes to take your phone out of your pocket, open up Twitter, tweet, tweet something that's one sentence, hit send and put it back in your pocket. Now, I'm not saying that's what he did, but that's how long he was in the police van, which means he ain't run nothing. He realized he pulled over the wrong person and he didn't want to look like a complete douche. 
So he comes back to the car to hand me my license and registration. And a lot of times when the police officer hands you the license and registration, they'll look into the car. Here's your license and registration. Just make sure you're careful and you know, take care of that thing and about that. Better about about or this time, y'all. I'm gonna let you go this time, but next time you better you bet you bet. But I was so squeaky clean. I've always been squeaky clean. Always from my first car to the most recent my recent car. Squeaky freaking clean. You could take my paperwork and wipe a baby's ass with it. You can wipe your mouth with it. That's how clean I am at all times I know the deal and he was so guilty for pulling me over for something stupid you should have seen the way he handed me my license and registration he didn't even come all the way up to the window <laughs> you know you ever seen a relay race when the people are running and you have the baton and there's a runner in front of you that starts there that starts to run and you reach forward to hand them the baton and their hand is back to catch the baton and they're going to take the baton and take off. That's how he handed me my license. You know, he couldn't even look at me like, oh, I'm such a douche for pulling this guy over. And he kind of handed it. Oh, take that, sir. Please take that, sir. Got to go, sir. And he leaves. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, you know, it, see, the thing is, when, it, when the police officer pulls you over. Even if you're squeaky, squeaky, squeaky clean, you've seen all the stuff in the news. You've seen all of those things, you know, and and it's a very, very nerve wracking thing, especially if he didn't do anything wrong. Now, I knew my taillight was out because I had the ball, but I didn't think a police officer was going to pull me over for that. They ignore that kind of stuff, you know, especially on a street like this. But if you look to the left or you look to the right, you close your eyes and you open your eyes back up. There's probably somebody kicking somebody's ass or shooting at somebody, but he had to pull me over. And when you get pulled over and you didn't do anything, it's a very nerve wracking thing. And you can feel your heart beating in your chest a little bit. You can feel your heart beating in your chest a little bit. But over the course of time and the number of times that I've been pulled over and it has been a whole lot of times, not recently, but over the course of my 49 years on the planet, my 30 plus years of driving, it's happened a whole, whole lot. So I can be nervous. And, oh, I could, oh, almost knocked my microphone over. See, I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous and traumatized. I actually knocked my mic off the table. Um, I, I, yeah, I've been traumatized. It's, it's like, you know, you feel your heart beating in your chest, but I've learned don't look nervous. So I'm looking very calmly. I'm talking to him really smoothly. What's going on? Hey, what do you need? Um, you need license registration? Ain't no problem. Yeah, I got the, I got the bulbs already. Blah, blah, blah. My heart's in my, my heart's going outside. Everything's cool. Everything's smooth, right? I sit in my car. I got one hand hanging out the window and I got one, my right hand on the top of the seat. On the passenger side, I'm like, you're going to see my hands at all times. My hands are so far away from anything threatening. You ain't got no excuse for nothing, nothing, nothing. But it's nerve wracking to be in that position. So I got my license. And I pulled off. And uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I. It's bad to say that that you get used to it, but I really have gotten used to it at this point. You know, um, when I think about the things I've seen when I was a youngster, you know, um, like walking down the street and all of a sudden a bunch of police cars pull up and you got guns in your face and all you were doing is walking to work. And I was able to stay calm in that situation. And I realized if I can stay calm in a situation where I'm walking down the street and there's police officers running up to me with guns and aiming them at me and I didn't I didn't know what the hell was going on. If I can handle that, I can definitely handle a traffic stop. But it was still frustrating. But it goes back to my ritual thing. I always 
methodically make sure that my paperwork is in order, that everything is paid up, that I always have my license and registration and all of that stuff in exactly the same place in my wallet so I can take it all out. Because a lot of times the rituals will save you. I know that you've been a police officer and bloopy bloop bloops you. The first thing you do is you hit your flashers to let them know you're acknowledging the fact that you that he's there. You slow down. You go to the safest place you can go to as quickly as possible, but in a smooth fashion. Right. You roll down your window so the police officer can see in the car and you put your hands where they can see him. I've gotten this down to a freaking science. You'd be surprised how often when you decide to create a ritual, my friends, how often that ritual will save your ass. It's amazing. It's freaking amazing. Segment over. Okay, folks, I'm going to be honest with you. I've already talked about some interesting things already, but I'm going to tell you right now. If you're a long time listener of the S. Anthony Says podcast and you know who Granny Sweetbutt is, do you not? For those of you that don't know who Granny Sweetbutt is, I'm going to have to rehash because I just I know there's a lot of new people that are listening. So I'm going to rehash who Granny Sweetbutt is very, very quickly. Granny Sweetbutt is a lady that uh, people I, I walked into the supermarket one time and there was a lady in the store. And I kept hearing all these young guys talking about this lady that was in the store who from the neck down is. Uh, looks like she's 25, but from the neck up, looks like an older lady. She's still a good looking woman, but she's an older lady. And the, the, the neck up does not match with the neck down is what people tend to think. Not realizing that if you're a person who just happens to keep yourself in good shape or if you're blessed with genetics that give you a fantastic figure, you know, it has nothing to do with anything. But she's really, really spectacular physically and she's kind of cute, but she's an older lady. OK, and um I called her in my mind. I called her Granny Sweet Butt because the first thing I saw was her walking down the aisle and she has an absolute to say her butt is perfect would be an insult because it's better than that. And, uh, and then I didn't then I realized she was an older lady and uh, I was like, oh, I got to be you know more respectful. But there was a part of me that did not want to be respectful. There was a part of me that wanted to. Huh, how can I put this um, bang her and have her um, bang me? And then as it turns out, she turned out to be a sweet lady and I got to know her a little bit. And then I, and then, and then some other shenanigans happened. Just go back and look through my old episodes and uh, search for, as Anthony says, and Granny Sweet Button. You'll hear all, you'll listen to the episodes. I don't want to go through it all, all over again. But needless, needless to say, she's attractive, uh, but she's, I think she's a little old for me. But um, I still want to jump on top of her, but I'm not going to jump on top of her because I don't have any feelings for her romantically. I just want to jump on top of her. And I am at the point in my life now where I only time I jump on top of women is, you know, if it's somebody that I want to date and I'm looking for a girlfriend, maybe even a wife. So I tend not to jump on top of women unless uh, that's what my intentions are, you know, or unless they say, hey, you can jump on top of me. And then I, of course, jump on top of them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yes, I am. So I would not do that. Cause if I jumped on top of her, I would just be basically using her for my gratification. And I'm not going to do that, even though she's basically saying, hey, please use me for your gratification. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it because people will say that. Right. People will say, oh, we're just going to jump on top of each other. And then what happens is you jump on top of them and you go, and I really enjoy jumping on top of them. 
I would like to jump on top of them regularly because I was not jumping on top of anybody for the past few months. But now I'm jumping on top of this person. It's really, really fun jumping on top of them. And it feels really great to jump on top of them and have them jump on top of me. And I really like jumping on top of someone regularly. And then you get hooked on jumping on top of them. And then you realize you don't really have any real um, emotional attachment to them, meaning you don't want to marry them or be a girlfriend or boyfriend. You just want to jump on top of them. And I don't want to be that guy. But I ran into Granny Sweetbutt again. And I'll tell you the truth. Um, I'm, 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 I, 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 there's a, there's, there's a wall between me jumping on top of her just to jump on top of her and not doing it. And I just saw a crack in the wall. The wall's still standing. Nothing's getting through. But there's a crack in the wall. All right. And I'm getting, and, and, and it's annoying because I was there and she's always talking and she's all talking close and talking about my dimples and all of that kind of stuff. And I've been working out. So she said, Oh, you, you, you lost some weight and you just, Oh, your arms. And she's squeezing the arms and stuff like that and rubbing chest and all of that kind of crap. You know what I'm saying? And then, 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 then she accidentally touched my backside. I'm like, yeah, it was a real accident. <laughs> and I was so offended by it. I backed into her and let her do it again. <laughs> I don't, whether that's true or not is none of your business. So anyway, I say I can't I'm not a I'm not a bad guy. You know, I mean, I've been in a situation very similar to this. But in that particular situation, I was the older person and I was in my 30s and you know, doing stand up. And, I'm, you know, you get I mean, when you're standing on stage and hundreds of people are laughing and cheering and steps to you know, standing up and clapping and chanting your name or something that 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 kind of does it for certain people. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, I was doing some shows in this place and some of the staff were younger waitresses. You know, and they came in and they kind of peeked into the show and they saw how good the show was going. And all of a sudden they thought it was cute anyway. Thank goodness. I wasn't going to do anything with them because they're so young. Cause they're like 20, 21. And I was like 34, 35 at the time. And, um, um, you know, they kind of made it clear, you know, not, not as a couple, but like individually made it clear that, you know, you know, if you understand what I'm saying, um, how can I put this? Um, they wanted me to bang them not together which would have been awesome i might have said you know what screw it <clears throat> anyway but i said no nah, man i was I, that was the beginning of me going you know i'm not just going to jump on top of somebody just to jump on top of them you know i, I can't do that and i just not I, I just can't do it i can't do it i'm not going to do that and that's the truth but like I said, with Granny Sweet, but there's a crack in the wall. And I'm telling you right now, and I realize one of the main reasons I don't jump on top of Granny Sweet, but other than what I just said, was the simple fact that there's a part of me that still wants to have kids. You know, and I know I'm getting up there in age, and there's a part of me that's going to go at some point in the near future, eh, you're too old, dude. You know, you're too old to, to, to start having a family. You're, you're certain, whatever age I'll be at that point, you're too old, dude. Just, you know, just don't do it. And I'm telling you right now, I'm still, there's such a crack in the wall that I'm telling you right now, if I make that decision and sometime right after I make that decision, Granny Sweetbutt starts doing what Granny Sweetbutt starts doing, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to jump on top of Granny Sweetbutt and I'm going to jump on top of her like I just got out of prison. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to jump on top of her like I just came back from outer space and I, I'm going to jump on top of her like I haven't seen a woman in 10 years. I'm going to, I'm going to jump on top of her, you know. But I don't want to do it. 
But I'll be honest with you, if I do do it, I have a feeling. I, 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 it's just a feeling. Sometimes you can get a feeling about a person. I get this distinct feeling that if I jump on top of her and she jumps on top of me, she's never going to want to stop jumping on top of me. And I'm not going to want to stop jumping on top of her. And there's a good chance I might change my name to S. Anthony Sweetbutt. I mean, that's not her real last name, but I'm going to convince her to change her last name legally to Sweetbutt. And I'm going to change my name to Sweetbutt. And that way she can be Granny Sweetbutt and I could be S. Anthony Sweetbutt and we can enjoy each other's sweet butts. <laughs> but right now I, uh, I'm, I'm holding strong but she's getting real close getting real close you know she's not at the goal line or anything but she's definitely inside the 40 you know and uh, you know what I'm saying just, just uh, if, you, if you pray pray for me because I need to be strong I need to lay down. I need to, I need some, I, you know what I got to, let me end this podcast because I'm just going to start talking about granny sweet, but sweet, but I can't do it anymore. I just, okay. This, this show's over. This show's over. Let me just tell you, let me just, let's just end this show right now. So I, and, and next week I'll be back to normal. I'm sorry, but this granny sweet, but caught me at a weak moment and I came real close to, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, folks, uh, this, this show's over. Okay. This is the S. Anthony says podcast. My name is S. Anthony Thomas. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I'm ashamed of myself, but listen next week, next week anyway. <laughs> you can hear this podcast many, many places. It's all over. I've been, I've been around for four years. It'll be five years in October. So basically, if you just Google my name, S. Anthony Thomas, or Google the name of the show, S. Anthony says, all my stuff will pop up. But just to let you know, the show is available on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Podbean. Did I mention iTunes? Of course I did. Um, I'm, uh, my YouTube channel is S. Anthony Says. Just go, uh, go follow, go, uh, follow that. Subscribe to that. I'm on Instagram at, at S. Anthony Thomas. I'm on Facebook. I have a, f- a fan page there. Just go there and search. S. Anthony says you'll see my page with a blue check mark. That's me. I'm on Twitter in two places at S. Anthony Thomas for me specifically and at S. Anthony says for the podcast. And uh, well, then again, you sh- I want you to subscribe now because when I change my name to Mr. Sweet, but um, you're going to be like sweet, but I didn't subscribe to this. But if you're already subscribed to me and I change my name to Mr. Sweet, but then you will uh, you will you will know that it's me. I mean, not that I would actually do that. <laughs> I am so going to. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Let me let me end this show because I've already embarrassed myself enough. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye on the count of three the way that I always say goodbye. And I want you to do it with me. Are you going to do it with me? Of course you are. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Or maybe Mr. Sweetbutt. No, 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 not Mr. Sweetbutt. I'm not going to be Mr. Sweetbutt. Hold on. We're going to do this again. We're going to start on over. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.